You're listening to the CryptoCast Podcast. Welcome to the Crypto and Blockchain Talk. Hello. Hey. Hello. Hola. Hello. Namaste. Hello. Salve. Ciao. Bonjour. Our podcast talks about the latest trends in the worlds of cryptocurrencies and the blockchain. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's edition of Crypto and Blockchain Talk. Now, this week, we're going to be talking about a selection of coins and also on how to set a limit order. Now, first, what I'm going to do is talk about what a limit order is and how to actually make one. After we've covered this, we'll talk about some coins that we think are worth discussing. So you've done your extensive research and you've decided what cryptocurrencies you would like to purchase. And now it's time for you to learn how to buy. By placing simple market orders and taking the best offer at the moment, you're automatically paying a 10 to 20% premium and here is why. The crypto market is extremely volatile and I'm sure that you've noticed that especially as of late. And within the next week or two, it's going to fluctuate even more than you've imagined, up and down in both directions constantly. And if you see a big green candle that has suddenly shot up, it is the worst time to buy. It is more likely it's going to come right back down again. So you can't FOMO or panic, in other words, with the fear of missing out when you see that a coin that you have just purchased shot up at 30% from the last day, as it is not the last chance to profit from it. Instead, it is much more likely to lose 20% of that over the next 48 hours, unless the growth is fueled by some huge news or milestones. The way to get the best deal is by setting limit orders. A limit order is essentially saying, I'm willing to buy this many tokens at the price I have selected. The order book will then automatically make that buy for you if there is a matching offer. These orders don't expire, so you can conceivably leave an open limit order for months or even years, waiting to take advantage of the dips whenever they may be. This strategy works when the market is calm and not losing or gaining billions of dollars every day, and it will not work during bull runs when the price never comes down for a few months, and by the time it does, you've missed out on huge returns. And in the case of a bear market, you could also place staggered limit orders, buying a little bit at each interval as the price drops lower and lower. You want to set your lower price in small increments or even set multiple limit buy orders. Spreading the amount you want to invest on multiple orders that each have a lower limit gives you the ability to take advantage of a continuing downfall of the market and purchase quantities of your desired crypto at lower and lower prices. This practice is often called dollar cost averaging. A 2-5% to swing is normal to happen, so if you're looking for a substantial chunk of savings, set your limit really low and forget about it for a couple of weeks. A limit sell order is the opposite. You set a higher price than what the current price is, and it will wait to match you with a buy order once the market price rises. 
The stop limit tab is very similar depending on how you use it. As mentioned above, if you put in a limit buy order higher than the current price, it will be triggered automatically. But a stop limit buy order will not trigger automatically. It will wait until the market climbs to that price before triggering a buy. This is useful in a situation where you want to see some recovery in the market before buying into something. The stop limit sell order can be used as a safety net to limit your losses. When you have set up a stop limit sell order at a level where you are comfortable selling your coins, then where there is a major dip in the market, the order will sell your coins at the level you have set, making sure that your crypto portfolio doesn't plummet with the market. A combination of limit orders and stop limit orders can keep your investments within a safe zone when you don't have time to wait for something to recover or normalize. By combining all these different orders, you can create a quite sophisticated trading system. Your limit buy orders make sure to take advantage of falling prices, while your stop limit buy orders are there to make sure that you won't miss out on the next bull run. The limit sell orders ensure that you will sell your coins at the most profitable moment, and stop limit sell orders are securing you against significant dips. Of course, setting up such a system takes a lot of work, practice, patience, and even some losses, but it's all part of the learning process. And if it was that easy, everyone in the crypto community would be driving around in a Lambo or Lamborghini and not just dreaming about it. Like with everything, as you get more practice, you will get better. You'll learn to recognize better buying and selling opportunities and accumulate your fortune much faster with these methods as opposed to just simple market buys and sells. Start with really small amounts just to get used to the tools and don't trade when you are tired as it is very easy to make mistakes when you're half asleep. In crypto, there are no takebacks, do-overs, or refunds. Everyone has to live with the decisions they make, so just be alert and smart. And remember that trading is just the simple act of buying when it is red and selling when it is green, which is of course easier said than done. But right now in the market, this is a great place to start. So what I would like to do now is talk about some cryptocurrencies that I find of particular interest and just educate them about what they are. This is by no means an endorsement of any of these cryptocurrencies. I just want to educate everyone. So let's first talk about Bitcoin Diamond. Bitcoin Diamond was forked and created from Bitcoin in November of 2017. It essentially uses the same technology with a couple of modifications. The block time is 10 minutes instead of 15 minutes, and the total supply is 210 million instead of 21 million. It debuts an entirely different mining algorithm for which there is no ASIC mining available at this time, allowing GPU miners to get back in the game. The team is mostly anonymous community members who do not reveal their photos or identities, but their location states various countries in Asia. Official documentation on their website suggests an affiliation with a mining pool called icemining.ca, which has several coins, but little traffic going on besides Bitcoin Diamond. Bitcoin Diamond's ambitions continue to mirror Bitcoin, with a very wide choice of exchanges that it is available on. They have also applied to be part of the Lightning Network for use with micropayments. While they claim they are superior and not a competitor to Bitcoin, 
It remains to be seen how this Bitcoin fork will survive the test of time over the countless others that have tried and died within the last year or two. The differences are very small and much better payment solutions have already gone on the market. In an industry littered full of scammers using borrowed technology, there are few reasons why Bitcoin Diamond should be the payment coin you choose. Now, there are some interesting facts, such as their product is live, with the recent development updates on their GitHub. Also, Bitcoin Diamond airdropped tokens to Bitcoin holders during the fork at a ratio of 10 to 1. So to be fair, they created wealth for a lot of others too. Lastly, almost no other mining pools support their algorithm, so you're most likely stuck using a very centralized mining pool to get any rewards. They list four other pools on their website besides icemining.ca, and only two have a respectable hash rate that would give you a reasonable chance at rewards. The next cryptocurrency I would like to talk about is Nano. Nano is a digital payment currency that differs from most others because instead of using a traditional blockchain ledger, it uses a highly complex block lattice structure instead. This allows for infinite scaling, zero fees, and instant transactions. So why isn't everyone using this technology? Because it is hard to get working. Nano was originally rebranded from an earlier project called Ryblox. The rebrand took place in January of 2018. Ryblox and the development of this project was established in 2015. The security and consensus in this network is provided by distributed proof of stake, and it is handled by volunteers who run network nodes and stake their tokens. A block lattice organizes each individual user account as its own blockchain. Each transaction creates a new block on each user's chain for a total of two transactions on the network. That significantly cuts down time and space that a traditional blockchain network needs to process transactions. As such, they can afford to provide that without fees. A block lattice is a type of directed acyclic graph, or DAG, which is a way of storing data. The most well-known project that uses DAGs is IOTA, but they use something different than a block lattice structure called a tangle. A tangle requires a small proof of work to be done by each node before it sends a transaction through, while a block lattice does not require that step and has a completely different structure. There are many articles on Google where you can learn more about DAG technology, and I encourage you to look up some articles and read them. The last cryptocurrency I wanted to cover is PundiX. PundiX is a new payment system that is gaining huge traction throughout Asia, touting themselves as the Walmart of cryptocurrency. What they are trying to achieve is that every physical store will be digitized with the ability for consumers to transact and purchase or sell cryptocurrency with fiat, bank cards, mobile wallets, and using their own native private key encrypted smart card and wallet, XPass. PundiX's proprietary hardware payment terminals called XPOS or X point of sale, can process microtransactions in several different cryptocurrencies, giving them an edge over other payment systems similarly attempting to bridge the fiat and crypto gap. 
Pundi X came out of the gate flying, immediately establishing partnerships and listing on many exchanges, causing a huge uproar of excitement and hope for the project. While the falling prices due to market conditions and massive increasing supply dampen short-term hopes, it remains a fantastic but very long-term holding opportunity for those willing to wait for mass adoption and trillions of transactions to take place before it has reached its potential as a profitable investment. If you want to actually use this token for its intended purpose, it is already in action. So there's no waiting two years on a promised but undelivered roadmap like so many others. XPOS terminals are popping up all over Asia and South America today, with rollouts planned across the rest of the world too. According to their website, their team, PundiX, operates globally with physical offices in Jakarta, London, Sao Paulo, Seoul, Tokyo, Shenzhen, and Singapore. They have over 150 full-time colleagues as of August of 2018, with more than half of them focused on research and development. Now, PundiX already has a line of working products ready to be deployed to over 12 countries, making them one of the rare projects that have really materialized their concept behind their white paper. And the shipment of PundiXPOS started on the 1st of August of 2018. The Pundi XPOS device facilitates cryptocurrency and traditional mobile wallets for offline transactions, while XPOS supports storing, selling, and purchasing of cryptocurrencies like Bitcoin with just a simple tap of a card. And for crypto enthusiasts running retail businesses, Pundi XPOS is also a great solution for accepting cryptocurrency as a payment with mobile wallets and bank cards. It comes with a slew of retail management tools like retail intelligence, inventory, and order management and marketing, plus loyalty programs. And they have done a lot for a company that just concluded its ICO in July of 2018. And they are not done yet. They are building more than just a payment system, as PundiX has set its sights on decentralizing the internet with the Function X ecosystem. Their mission, they say, is to decentralize every app, image, data, bit, and byte through an ecosystem consisting of the FX operating system. The FX blockchain, FXXTP, FX Docker, and FXIPFS. Every component in the ecosystem will be decentralized and secure, including the application source code, their transmission protocol, and hardware. The FX blockchain network will be powered by the X-Phone, the XPOS, and future smart devices that will serve as nodes, which means they have actually already built a working prototype of the X-Phone as the world's first mobile phone offering decentralized internet built on Android 9.0. These guys are serious about their ambitions. Also, with the FX blockchain, which is already in the testnet stage, developers can gain an immediate and real-world audience by building apps on the XPOS or FX, just like they do on Android, including token apps, apps for facilitating cryptocurrency sales, and retail food and beverage apps. The FX blockchain will deploy sharding, record all transactions on a public ledger, and is aiming to be completely open sourced. Each XPOS is an FX node, and all data will be encrypted and stored in a low-level IPFS. 
IPFS stands for Interplanetary File System and is a protocol and network designed to create a content-addressable peer-to-peer method of storing and sharing data and media files in a completely distributed file system. XPOS also serves as a blockchain agnostic node for blockchains to deploy their apps on. SDKs or software development kits and APIs will be made available, allowing for blockchain nodes to run on XPOS, which means that existing apps can be ported seamlessly and quickly onto XPOS, even during their testnet phase. There's a lot of information here, and the great thing is, because this is a podcast, you can rewind it and listen to it again and again, and any terms you don't understand, you can look up even further explanations. There are some very interesting facts about PundiX, such as they have an ongoing airdrop all the way through to 2020. Every month, they airdrop more and more supply to their token holders, 7% per month through all of 2018, dropping to 2% per month for 2019 and 2020. And Pundi X has even more wacky tokenomics. Originally, they came out with the token PXS. They then changed their mind after the ICO and airdropped 1,000 to 1 NPXS tokens to holders. Then they created the NPXS NEM, which is used to pay for XPOS machines. You may want to listen to that two or three times. It is also interesting because Pundi X has one of the most enormous total supplies, over 280 billion tokens. To counterbalance this, they are burning 50% of every transaction fee collected. How much they will burn in total has not yet been decided. And lastly, Pundi X has shipped 3,000 XPOS units in quarter two of 2018 alone. This week, there has been a lot of information in this podcast, and you still need to do a lot of research before you start investing your hard-earned money into any cryptocurrencies, either coins or tokens. It is serious when you are actually doing any kind of investment, whether it's on the crypto markets or the traditional markets. You need to do your due diligence and your homework and read and listen. I'd like to thank you all for listening to this week's podcast, and please leave us some great reviews on iTunes, Podbeam, and Stitcher. Also, please leave us some comments, and hopefully again, really great and positive ones on Twitter and Facebook. We love having you as our listener, and we also want to hear from you. So if you would like to know anything, and we do get a lot of great emails, please email us at education at SavvyDigital.com. Again, thank you for listening, and we look forward to having you next week. Thank you. Goodbye. Bye. Thanks for listening to the CryptoCast podcast. Stay tuned in for more episodes.